So yeah, that's what today was about. Let me configure this thing for a second. I hope it actually works, even though it seems Sundays, all of this is <laughs> giving in a bit. A very interesting conversation is the is the apology of Socrates before Socrates got prosecuted and before um, he got killed by poison. He, he proposed his apology for the reasons why he thought that he was being prosecuted for. And it's th about 15 pages, a little longer, and the interesting part in it is that within the policies of the Athens government, of the chairs of the, for instance, Colosseum or whatever not, the orator um, ideas, they were very important at that time. And when I look over the past couple of weeks, I see a lot of things being said, but <laughs> I'm not seeing the right things being said. I'm not seeing the right mentality in a certain way. I'm seeing a lot of anger and a lot of hatred, which is just... Um, in its ways yet at the same time when you look at these philosophical writings you see that there is so much education missing from this system you really see that there is a lot lacking in terms of What we are being taught, but also what we're being shown. It's very disturbing actually to realize that a lot of the news cycles that we have nowadays, that they're all about making sure that there's some type of paranoia, and that there's some kind of accusation being made towards a certain group of people and I find that very disturbing because of the fact also that um, these groups are not able to defend themselves so there's so many things happening at the same time not just at the news cycle but also online on media and they target people to start this conversation to in some sense better understand what is going on without really hearing the first accusers in this and I think therefore that the apology from Socrates is what it shows and that's why I'm talking about this is that it's important to see and to hear what somebody has to say if you accuse them 
So let's say that it is indeed injustice. Why is it then injustice? And the reason that it's injustice is because people are not being heard. But there's so much scam over it as well. If you look at um, social media, (laughs) most of all, in a sense, there's a lot of uh, things being said that are very hard to grab a hold of instantly because you don't know if it's really happening or not. George Orwell put in 1984 that those who speak the truth will be hated for it as well. And it seems that the time that we have been given now that that has actually come to a certain true truism. We, d- we don't even have a truth to be fair. We we see that we're rallying, that we're sorting ourselves out in a certain type of anarchism towards the state. And that there's coming a time where we're waking up. But if we're waking up in the, in the right ways, and if we're waking up with the right state of mind and with the right spirit of body, that's to be questioned, I think. Uh, and today I wrote the piece, The Ideal Morality. And I wrote that as sort of a nihilistic view on how the past three months have progressed, but it's actually about the idea that I support the anarchism behind all of these movements, because it's been enough of the hierarchy that we've been put in. We've been put in a money machine where we know for certain now after about three decades, maybe even already four decades, that it's working for a certain elite, that it's working for the people that are in power. Because they are handing out the bills, they're handing out the notes, and they're telling us that we need to um, move back and that we need to stop progressing, that we need to actually progressively get worse. With this subject in mind, I was looking uh, on YouTube for for some videos because I put a whole lot of um, videos out today and I was spotting some accounts that I haven't been looking at for quite a while and the reason for that was more because of the fact that I've been sorting out uh, what I would like to talk about, what I would like to discuss, what I would like this podcast to be about because it's hard to figure out not to be interrupted not to be um, in some way molested by what's what's on the news it's very hard to figure out what what to believe what to read what is true and what is journalistically right 
I write opinion pieces on this plat on this platform. I write opinion pieces on the offensive label. And I'm guessing in a way it's because of the fact that we're all done, but I'm also seeing that um, the fact that it's been hard for so long means that there needs to come change and the change needs to come out from us for sure. But I'm also sure that we need to rebel in such a way that it looks almost like the apology from Socrates. I will read a line and I will put it in the description too um, from the apology. I will also put the apology, this PDF, I'll put it in the, in the description below. Now I am ashamed to tell you the truth, gentlemen, but it still must be told. For there was hardly a man present, one might say, who would speak better than they about the poems they themselves have composed. He's talking about that in this Colosseum, in this um, movement, that he's seen that while he tries to open pe open people's minds, that there's been a reluctancy from the people in the Colosseum, the people in the commission, in the communion, however you want to call it, to believe this. And this is where his apology is about. His apology is about this rebellion of... I was never there to rebel stronger. His famous quote is, the best thing to know is that you know nothing. And this got passed on from philosopher to philosopher. And um, it shows that in his apology, he doesn't even necessarily put out that he finds himself smart or that he finds that it's just what he says. What he does say, what he does argue is that we need to look at the whole perspective. We need to look at where we are as a group, as a movement. And we need to follow up on what we've learned from our grandparents. And we need to follow up on what we've learned from history. Because as Napoleon said, those who forget about history are doomed to repeat it. And sometimes I feel like we are in the middle of that or we are in the midst of that but at the same time i i see all these other videos of these other corners and i see the exact opposite that we've learned from history and i myself i'm trying to learn from history but there's so many things that has to really stop that's for for, for sure um the weirdest part is that even though I think we've we've ignored it for so long, widespread over the world and, and in my country as well, is that we're living in a in a capitalistic society because we're being run by the money. We're not running for the money, or we're not working for the money. We're we're being run by the money, by the the layers on which we work. The lower you work, the less you earn. The, the and and actually the giants. 
the Leviathan that's upstairs, as I said in the article, is the one with the big belly, like Donald Duck, like Dagobert Duck. Um, he's sitting on this, and meanwhile you read, indeed, all these articles every day, where you clearly see that it's stated that there is being trillions spent, and where those trillions are coming from, or if we are the taxpayers of that, we're so blind with that, so... Sometimes the truth is inconvenient. And I'm not being nihilistic. Uh, I'm not being a pessimist. I almost want to say that I am sort of... A, this is sort of the, the gonzo way of approaching it. The rebellion that we're facing. Because the truth can be very convenient and can shed a lot of light on what's really going on. So yeah, I'm positive about the movement that's slowly getting its fruit. And I'm confident that we're going to really wake up, really wake up people. And I'm confident that the texts and the videos and... The truth will really shed light in the future as long as we keep educating ourselves and as long as we make sure that the people around us know what we're up to. Like and share this video, subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>